And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Steven Sturban Michaels and Ryan Diamond. What's up? You know, I'm going to lose every viewer we got right now, but I have to. I have to do the thing. Oh, do it. It's been a while since I'm I... logging out. I'll see you. <laughs> Where's the What's button? up, man? What's up, Diamonds? How's it Not going? Much, man. I'm sorry I sent you that message uh, from 1993. It's all right, <laughs> man. But uh, hey, you know, I'd love to stay, catch up, just you and me. Tell the fans what the hell's going on, why we're back, why we were gone. We can do that, you and me. Right now, we've got a very special guest. I thought you were going to ask who the guest is, Diamond. Who's the guest? <laughs> Matt Mingus of Dance. Gavin, dance. What's up? What's up, man? What up? Dude, so good to have you on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Nice. Thanks for being here. Uh, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Who the hell are you? Ooh, man, it's a complex question. Uh, well, I play drums and dance, Gavin Dance. I am one of the uh, co-founders, started the band when I was 16, back in 2005. Wow. Holy shit. And we've been trucking ever since uh, with lots of lineup changes, all sorts of crazy shit to happen over the years. Um, and somehow we're still together. It's, <laughs> it's a miracle in itself. Um, and fuck, man. Uh, you know. It's uh, some wild places. That's for damn sure. You know, I am a big fan, but I'm far from the biggest. Um, you know, I barely, you know, I uh, recently I joined a couple uh, fan groups on Facebook of the band. And, uh, bro, I don't know shit about you guys. I love your music, but shit. There's some uh, historians on y'all. Yeah, it's it's crazy, all the, the Facebook groups and shit. It's funny. I, dude, I haven't used Facebook in like seven or eight years uh but i hear all about them all the time and some of these people blow my mind because i feel like they know more about my own band than i know <laughs> oh i didn't offend you with the power rangers meme the other day oh shit i dude i forgot about that i've, I've seen that a couple times it's it, that's a, a throwback i'm look i gotta look at it again to remind myself oh yeah when someone asks you who your childhood heroes are <laughs> our, our faces on Power Rangers. But you know, my favorite group on Facebook that I think I'm a part of related to you guys has to be Sounds Like John Mess lyrics. Oh shit, yeah. I it, I, I I am familiar with that one. It's pretty funny. It's always like really stupid shit. John's lyrics, man, they're wild. I some of the shit I'm like, what? Yeah, um, you know, I was going to save this one for a little bit down the road. You know, we're here to talk about you, but I had one question about him that I'm sure is asked to everybody all the time. Uh, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he knows. Uh, one of the really fun things about Dance Cabin Dance is that we like almost pride ourselves on that. We don't take everything super seriously um so that allows room to have some like comical lyrics and uh and john i don't know he always comes through he, he's just a really unique and uh intelligent young man and he just comes up with the craziest shit and sometimes i'll like if he, he'll read us lyrics or something be before he records them on an album and it's like no way he's not gonna do that and then he actually tracks it <laughs> It's like uh, I saw a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's probably been a month or two at this point. Uh, you know, 
Wendy's had typed some random shit into their Twitter and uh, somebody asked what dance Gavin dance lyric is that? And they're like something about strawberries part four. And then next thing you know, John screaming about Wendy's spicy nuggets. <laughs> yeah, dude. We were like, we saw that, that they, they commented on that and we we're like, dude, we got to try and get our hot sauce into Wendy's. <laughs> Hope that they swoop it up. Uh, and so we had John record that stupid ass thing. <laughs> He's dressed all fucking 90s and shit. <laughs> it's, it's pretty silly. So you said you're one of the first members of the band, been around since 2005. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. Holy shit, you're old. You guys are like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was a, a baby when the band started. I was only 16. I, I was the youngest guy in the group. Um, still am. And, uh, the rest of the guys were a few years older than me. So, uh, but it's funny if, if I, if I look back and try to remember how I felt then, like I never would have thought I'd still be playing in this like screamo band, <laughs> you know, into my thirties. Right. And here we are and we're still going and, and. Dude, and it's just, I mean, I, I didn't even really hear about you guys until two years ago or so and uh it wasn't until like i listened to real weird emo shit <laughs> and so like one of the first messages i sent to you was like you guys are my happy music <laughs> <laughs> yeah who, who do you who do you usually listen to uh capstan in her own words the home team uh some bands like that that nobody's ever heard of sadly i've heard of capstan capstan is they were uh our first guests on here they're they're homies (laughs) (laughs) but uh you know um red-handed denial just uh I don't know, but like you guys are really the most mainstream thing I listen to. Well, I like that. I, I think it's funny now that we can fall into the category of, of somewhat being mainstream. Right. Because uh, it, it's always been a challenge for the band to find its place in this world of music with, you know, getting on festivals and stuff. We, we were all, we're all, and still to this day, we're like the kind of, more obscure band when we play like the rock and roll festivals, mm-hmm. you know, with like, like we're playing one louder than life this year with like, with kiss and <laughs> red hot chili peppers. And then you got dance, Gavin dance. And it's like, well, that's kind of cool that at least we just grinded for so long for so many years that now we kind of earned our spot doing that. I mean, it's so cool. Like I've got, uh, at least one uh, Confound Millennial alumni or guest every night of uh, Ladder Than Life. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, uh, that, uh, hopefully we'll meet up because I, I forgot that that's that's in your neck of the woods. Yeah, like, uh, you know, no concerts come around here, man. That's like pretty much <laughs> it. Yeah, they're like, sorry, guys, no shows all year, but here's this really big fucking concert. <laughs> yeah, it makes up for it a little bit. But, yeah. you know, like uh, Capstan came through last year, and that was the first concert I'd gone to and last since I've moved up here. Because being, I'm from Georgia, and, um, you know, uh, not too close to Atlanta, but close enough to go see a concert, you know. Yeah, totally. So I'm used to whoever I want to see, like, yeah, I'll see him at one point during the year. Not up here in the bumfuck middle of nowhere, Kentucky. (laughs) Nope, nope. They got it. That's that's why you get those those butt rock festivals, too. (laughs) But, you know, um, I really started, like, really listening to dance Gavin dance a lot when I was in a rehab of all places. Nice dude. Uh, that, that I, I hope that's a good thing. It was, it was, uh, you know, I was trying to listen to more, uh, less depressing shit. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, 
most of our fans know I, I went to rehab too recently and uh and I know you know that too uh and I was listening to a lot of music but I was listening to depressing shit while I was in rehab but it was good it was good for the soul do you mind if uh I ask some questions about that yeah I don't I don't, I don't mind at all or just uh less interviewing more just like from one guy from a rehab to another what was it like what what kind of rehab setup was it mine was more like a halfway house they let me run the show out of it dude that's awesome uh so my the treatment facility i was at it was actually super chill um it was a smaller one so there was only seven people in the house and uh it was a 12-step based treatment facility but it had a nice balance of focusing on recovery and getting sober and teaching you the tools to utilize, to stay sober. But then at the same time, focus on yourself and learn to forgive yourself. You know, um, that's the worst thing you can do is just beat yourself up over all these things you've done over the years. And uh, instead of, you know, trying to, figure out what the solution is to those problems and stop living in those problems and be a part of the solution. And, uh, you know, they weren't too strict. Like I didn't have access to my phone for the first two weeks, but I'm one of those weirdos. That's like totally cool with that. I'm like, fuck, I don't, this is kind of great. Not having a cell phone. <laughs> right. I was like the last person I knew to get like a smartphone. Uh, but, uh, and I don't know. I, I it was it was truly a gift, honestly, getting to go to treatment. Like I I was in a really dark place. Um, I, I I had always historically been pretty good about you know working hard and then partying hard afterwards and kind of keeping the two separated. But then over the pandemic, like I know a lot of people, I I just I fell really into a dark place, and uh, I was looking to that going on tour was going to pull me out of this dark spot, you know, mm-hmm. and instead it just kind of ignited the fire more. And I was just partying more than ever and wasn't focusing on the real reason why I was there and, and which is to perform and perform well every night. And I just dropped the ball and I, I was starting to get super fucked up before sets, not play well. And then finally it ramped up to a night where I just couldn't physically play my drums at all. Um, and so I told, I told my guys, I was like, dude, I, I can't do this anymore. I need help. And, and they let, and they let me go without kicking me out of the band. Thank God. Um, because I had just tricked myself my, with my problem thinking that, uh, Oh, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. And no one cares about me, blah, 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 self pity and all that shit. And, uh, Mm -hmm. And it, it just, that wasn't the case, you know, I was, my disease of alcoholism and addiction was lying to me. And um, so I, I'm really grateful that I did that because now that uh, allows for me to continue doing the band, um, be on good terms with everyone. And also talk about like a uh, really humbling experience, having like my drum tech step in and fill in for me. Cause then, then it was like, oh wait, other people can, can, do, can do my job. just <laughs> So I really need to not take it for granted. And, uh, and I, you know, I need to be there for my guy. It, it's a, uh, it was a complicated situation at the time, but um, you know, now the, I don't know, things are just better. I, I'm so much happier. I, I'm coming, I'm coming up on six months clean and sober and uh just like really devoted my life to uh being sober and 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 being a part of recovery and being a part of like so hanging with a sober group of guys you know and uh it's funny just how things happen i mean everything happens for a reason i mean that that's how we met you know Mm -hmm. in that group of guys and uh and i just happened to stumble into the guy that leads it and he uh are on a show one day and he was you know uh i mean he's talked about it before uh 
you know, he's actually very open about it. I there's one episode I never released uh with <laughs> Renee because he um he started uh nah, I'm not going he started uh name dropping people and he's like, Oh shit, every time and he's like, You can add that route, right? I was like, dude, yeah, but it's gonna take me like 45 minutes at this point. <laughs> I know, you know, and, and it's funny how and, and I, I love you, Renee. I, I love I, you. I totally get the anonymity aspect of, of recovery and stuff. But like me, like I'm an open book. I, I don't mind. I'd rather be an example to people out there that like you could still live this cool rock and roll life and be sober or yeah. not to put artists and, you know, artists and musicians and athletes and stuff on this pedestal. Cause we're people too, you know, like we fuck mm -hmm. up too all the time, just like everybody else. Um, and so I don't know, it's just, if I could be an example and say, you know, help save someone's life, right. because, you know, this shit's no joke. Uh, alcoholism and addiction, you know, I, I was just throwing my pissing my life away literally and figuratively. <laughs> And, you know, Renee, uh, you know, we had just randomly met through a PR company and stuff. And he was talking about uh, hanging out with Chester. And, um, you know, he was just listing all these people that were at this dinner at this nice Italian restaurant. And I was like, dude, that's how, like, you're just listing guests at a dinner on a Wednesday. And it sounds like the wildest fucking party ever. And uh, he's like, well, we're all sober, man. It's like, you can have a wild fucking party without drugs. I mean, <laughs> with those names, I don't know how it's not going to get weird. <laughs> right? I know. I, I, I had this, like, I, idea in my head, like, oh, I'm not ever going to be able to have fun again, blah, blah, blah. And that's so not true. I have, Dude, I have the first month is so hard. Like, I was in the rehab, and uh, I had, like, you know how, I don't know how much of a nerd you are. We're nerds here. Uh, Nintendo has been releasing every couple of years, like many versions of their original consoles. Oh, yes. Preloaded with like 20 games each. Oh, yeah. So I had my uh, Super Nintendo in there. And I was just like, I was looking at my roommate and I'd try to load it up like every night. I was like, dude, I just can't fucking play Mario Kart without being sloshed. <laughs> like, you know, I thought the same thing. I just recently, actually right before I got on here with you guys, I was playing Mario Golf on the Switch. <laughs> and uh, I, I hadn't played it since before I went into treatment. And I used to just get all fucking coked out and then just stay up hella late playing Mario Golf all two <laughs> like a madman. <laughs> But now I'm, I'm like, oh, this is so much better, sober and more enjoyable. And it actually, it does put a smile on my face. You know, all, all these, all those small things you think that you needed drugs and alcohol for. Yeah. Enhanced it or made it better. It's, I mean, it's so fucking weird. Like some people are, you know, just doing drugs and parties and shit. And we're like, I got to have it for Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. We go to Scrabble. We play all night till like six in the morning. And then you try to go to sleep. So I go to work at 730. And you just keep thinking, I could have played mustard. I could have played squirrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, man. The, that's the worst, too, is I think it's called the Tetris effect. Oh, like yeah. when you, you've been playing a game for so long, and then you stop, and then you, every time you close your eyes, that's all you can see. Yeah. So I, I used to be, like, real hooked on Tetris. Also, Dr. Mario. And so every time I'd close my eyes or I'd look at things, I'd see him, like, <laughs> oh, those would line up perfectly and then just like disappear. Like it's fucking mental, man. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, did you know, know um, was, uh, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead, Diamonds. You uh, talk much. It's not important. It usually isn't. But uh I did that a little with uh Shadow of the Colossus. I played it so much, I'd like look at buildings. I could climb that. I could totally <laughs> climb that. <laughs> Dude, oh, I've just God. been I don't know, like, I got, I recently got my PlayStation back. I had my little brother borrow it for a while, and uh, I guess we're talking about video games now. Sorry, dude. But um, I've just been playing one boss fight on Kingdom Hearts 3 for a fucking month, and I still can't beat it. <laughs> dude, I hate that. I get, I was playing the new, uh, 
Donkey Kong, the newest one, Donkey Kong 3D or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got stuck on a boss and I was on it, same thing for like a month. And, fi- and it was like the third world. So I wasn't even through the game. <laughs> and finally, I just admitted defeat and stopped fucking playing it. <laughs> well, this is, you know, I'm a hardcore Kingdom Hearts nerd. Uh, and this is like a secret boss added at the end of the DLC. You got, they're notorious for really hard secret bosses. And you've got to beat him to watch the final cutscene. And I refuse to look it up on YouTube. So I've just been obsessively <laughs> dying, throwing the controller, picking it up and coming back. boy, dude. I, I have a buddy. I have a couple friends, actually, who they hella cheat with the video games and like look it up how to do like beat stuff in Mario and whatnot on youtube and it's like dude that takes away the fun out of like figuring out how shit works mm-hmm. well, I'm, yeah. I'm excited because they're right about to drop uh some more courses for mario kart on the switch not I today i think yeah i think at midnight yeah and uh i'm just fucking really stoked because <laughs> my wife and i like we play that shit nightly that's awesome like a, and, and we we're pretty competitive it's caused it's caused fights before <laughs> in our relationship <laughs> oh man i know some people that are like that with mario kart specifically <laughs> like uh any other game that's fine but those mario party games i don't know what they put in them man love mario party anything but, mario yeah. <laughs> I'm a Mario guy. Actually, it was just Mario Day recently, March 10th. Mm-hmm. Wow. March we just 10th. started um, Bowser's Fury. My daughter oh, loves it. That's a good one. <laughs> we saw it on sale for like 83% off. So, Ooh, that's a come up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I paid full price for that bitch. Sucker. Right, man. Those Mario games are expensive. They're all like sixty bucks. What was that? And a Mario, another Mario game, both of them, and combined for eighty three percent off. I think we spent like forty bucks, and I had gift cards. Damn, that's nice. Thrifty. Very. So, Matt, um, back to the music. Um, I just wanted to. I don't know. I've been trying to tell people, like, describe dance gavin dance and usually i don't fucking know how um i usually say it's like imagine a pop singer with a screamer and then like the most grooviest shit ever but i don't know like what genre y'all are what dude i have to agree with everything you just said i i never know how to describe it (laughs) One thing I found is it just, I got to read the people I'm describing it to. Mm -hmm. It's like an older guy who isn't really educated in the different subgenres of music. I'll usually just be like, oh, it's hard rock. Because I don't (laughs) know, it it summarizes it all, you know, hard rock with a little bit of funk in there. Yeah. Um, But if I'm talking to someone like like you or, just people who kind of know this subgenres. We've always kind of categorized ourselves as like post-hardcore. Um, <clears throat> Cause that's, you know, really a uh, big influence of our main writer, Will Swan, our guitar player. Uh, he's his like favorite band of all time is, is Thursday. Um, so, but it's, it's just hard, dude. I, I feel you. We, I, I'll say that sometimes too. It's like pop mixed with funk some screaming in there but you know even like john's screams are different than like a band like i prevail or you know another like heavier band it's we definitely kind of have our own thing going on and over the years um because of that we kind of created our own uh subgenre of music called swancore and uh that's to me, I was like, Dan, this is just getting too far, going too far. <laughs> right. Swancore. But over the years, it's actually kind of turned into something. It's even a, a genre on Spotify is, is Swancore. So like, really? That's crazy. Um, it's it's actually turned into something. Um, but 
I'm I don't know why. But anytime, like, I don't know, like, anytime I see anybody uh, mention you guys, um, I always mention another band that is not like you guys at all. But I guess you've done some work together before. Um, why do people associate you and Bill Murray uh, so closely? <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. We had him on a song. Uh that guy Johnny, who's the main guy in that band, he, he used to be in that band, Attack Attack. Um, and our singer Tillian, he's like a he he loves Builder. He's a big fan. Um, you know, I I don't really know why they associate us so much with it. Sometimes these internet, these people on the internet, get so heavily into something, and then I'm like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like I'm uh, one of the one of the groups I joined the other day, I've already seen it multiple times where like they'll put uh, like just the letter or first letters of not dance, Gavin dance related before they talk about another band, but never if they talk about Bill Murray. <laughs> so in it's so interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I haven't really listened to them that much. Um, no, and no offense. Uh, what I've heard, I do like, I, I just, I honestly, yeah, I like him a lot, but he's just not it or they're just it's not you know, not really my thing, but yeah, they're good. It's not like Dance Gavin Dance. Uh I, I don't think so. And I was gonna say I I for being in a band that is pretty active, I suck at checking out new music. I always say I'm gonna be better about it. I'm gonna go listen to all the new releases and that last for a short period of time and then i'm back listening to the same old shit like lately i've been hella into uh like 80s dark wave shit i i i never cared for that kind of music but that's because i never gave it a shot and then lately that's all i listen to <laughs> so bill murray's a band i'm just now picking up on that <laughs> oh shit yeah yeah, yeah, we're talking about, yeah we're talking about the actor bill murray he's just like dance gavin dance <laughs> I was very Sorry, confused guys. for a minute. It's been a long day, man. His performance in Caddyshack is very TGG. <laughs> but, I'm good now. I'm good. Let's go. I'm glad Diamonds. But, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. That shit was funny. Um, but, oh, yeah. Um, about like just listening to the same old shit. You know, the only new music I've listened to in the past few years at this point is just um what people uh, uh you know the pr companies or people that reach out to me uh personally uh asking about the show uh yeah that's how i find new bands so the six months that i've been on break i've just listened to the same like four bands over and over again yeah that's kind of like me and i have satellite uh, radio in my car so that's how i i, I kind of stay up on it you know i'll throw on like octane or something and i can hear like the new falling in reverse or <laughs> bands like that but all the like underground more underground stuff that's just on the internet i i tend to lean to like other people in my band because they they do keep up on shit like that um but even last time I saw Will, I asked him, I was like, what, what are you listening to lately? And he's like, oh, nothing new. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard finding like good shit, that new stuff that comes out. Um, but, you know, it's weird that you mentioned falling in reverse. Uh, I kind of owe the podcast to Ronnie Radke in a way. Oh, really? Uh, never met him. Never talked to him. But one day I decided I was just going to email any band I listened to to that day. And I ended up uh, somehow getting a hold of his PR agency. And they're like, yeah, you're not getting Ronnie. I was like, <laughs> yeah, how about, and I listed a couple of others. And they're like, yeah, you're not getting them either. But we like your heart, kid. And so they started sending me uh, some other bands. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, you know, I really lucked out there. But I always joke around that uh, I got to... I gotta let Ronnie know I owe this all to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I like falling in reverse. Uh, they're good. I mean, as far as like newer bands go, they're definitely 
one of the better ones out there. Um, I know like we've talked, there's been brief conversations of trying to tour with them before. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe one day we'll go out on the road with them. I feel like, I feel like that would be a solid show, you know, that's badass, man. I love uh, it. So we'll see, we'll see what the future brings, but, but I love, uh, one thing I meant to say earlier, um, while we were just talking about the different, uh, styles kind of clashing with, dance gavin dances i love it's a band that it it's like uh almost like everybody's in it for their own like doing their own thing but it actually meshes together it doesn't sound like everybody's like it sounds very carefully planned but it's also like almost everybody's doing a different genre of music at the same time yeah, yeah, I see where you get that. But what's what's funny about that is it's not as carefully planned as people would think. Like we write <laughs> really fast. Like like from the second Will has an idea of a song, he'll send over like a, a really crappy demo like on an iPhone or something of it. Uh sometimes with like shitty program drums or sometimes without it. And uh and then we go into the studio and we'll start working on that song and usually within an hour like the song's ready to go the music's all done um but i know when it when it comes more to the vocal tracking and and doing all that there it is they are more meticulous you know um with the way they plan stuff especially now because like if you listen to our earlier stuff like john's and whichever old singer we had at the time johnny craig or kurt travis like their lyrics never went together they're always way off and now there are times where they're both singing about two totally different things, but then there's also those moments where they are just complimenting each other and what the lyrics are and not going too far off of the topic from, from each other. Um, but yeah, musically, I don't know, but, but that's like one of the things that we we've always enjoyed too, is that we're not, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, Ted, we're not super what's the word I'm looking for? We're not confined to one specific genre. Like we could have a song on an album, like on our last record, Afterburner. Um, Teddy. There's like a total Latin style Spanish song, and the, all the lyrics are in Spanish. We can do that and then go have this weird funky jam and then have a more pop punk jam like three wishes and and like that's our thing i don't know it, it just worked it's it just trying and experimenting with different stuff but then we'll always have a few tracks on the album that are consistent like our song uh chucky versus giant tortoise that was stuck in my head all morning yesterday uh, i had to google lyrics because i didn't remember the name i was like the fuck is this song <laughs> that that song to me and i know other guys in the band that's like a real staple ggd song because it's like it's got the crazy technical guitars it's got the catchy drums catchy vocals um but like when i'm writing ted when when i'm writing uh drums for songs i try to like instead of just playing the beat like behind a guitar part, I try to mimic basically like what Will's doing on the guitar, but do it on my drums. And that always just creates for like something kind of unique, you know? Right. So um, speaking of like staple songs and stuff. So I'm going to ask you about two different songs. One, and this is your opinion, which songs you get to pick uh you were favorite song to play and then the song that you wish fans would let die oh cool all right uh favorite song to play uh there's a lot of them uh i want i i, I would say chucky versus the giant tortoise but since i was just talking about it i should say something else uh i think our song man of the year off of mothership mm -hmm. like 
when we are well rehearsed and have that song down and pull it off well live, like I think that's one of my favorite songs. It's pretty crazy. It's a little more medley, but it's like a long, it's got a lot of movements and parts in it. Um, and my least favorite, you know, I really, really do not like playing it. And I have said this before in other interviews. My band knows it. I do not like playing the song that we have called Son of Robot. And it's just got the, like these quick double kick patterns. And if I'm not all warmed up and ready to go, I do it. I always end up doing it hella sloppy. And then what happens is we'll, we'll go on tour. I'll do it sloppy one night and like fuck up on this part. And then it really gets in my head. And then every single night when that part's going up, I'm like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck this up. And I fuck it up. Mm. I psych myself out all the time. And it's that one fucking song. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the worst getting in your own head, man. But I do that shit too. Everybody does that shit with whatever. Just as soon as you're like, this is important. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it. But, it's so, true, man. so um going back to uh you know we'll end this in a little bit here but uh going back to sobriety and stuff um you know is there any like message or theme or anything you'd like to say to anybody that's listened to this that's heard us talk about like how glad we are. We put the shit behind us. Um, you know, anything you'd like to say to that guy? Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot I could say, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the main thing is that, you know, you're not alone and you don't have to go about it alone. Uh, it's funny how in addiction and we all think that we're really unique and, and oh, no one can relate to this. And no one's ever done these fucked up things I've done. And, and then when you do get sober and you start talking to other people in recovery that have battled with addiction and stuff before you come to find out that we're all the same and everyone's feels the same. And, and it's really easy to get down on yourself and beat yourself up thinking that, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but there's just, there's nothing to be ashamed of, man. I mean, rather if it's genetics or uh, just a bad fucking time, (laughs) a bad time, you know, I, I, I'm not to say, I know medically it's still never 100% been proven, um, I personally think it's genetics. I think it runs, runs in my family. There are other people um, that that are sober and that are not sober in my family. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's not really worth it, man. Like, I, I, was, I was just so, my dog's agree. Um <laughs> It's fine, man. Look, man, it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't come back with some animals. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I just thought I just was hating myself, you know, and uh, I don't know. I just I really through being sober, I've learned to love myself again. And I, I know that uh, if someone listening is struggling with drugs and alcohol, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help because um, there are people willing and and they'll, and they'll show you where to go and what to do if you're serious about it. Uh, But then that's the other thing, you know, like you can't really get sober unless you want to get sober. No one else is going to be able to get you sober or make you get sober. And like, you're going to do it. Stay clean. I mean, and sometimes it just takes so much to get to that point. Yeah. And you know, the, the cool thing about recovery is it's like, we don't shoot our wounded. If you're trying to get sober and people fuck up all the time and and relapse and stuff. The most respect I've ever seen in groups and stuff is when a guy comes out and he says, I've got less than a day. Yeah. That's the most respect I've ever seen anybody 
because it takes a fucking man to do that shit. It does. And the other thing, too, for people like with long term sobriety, like it's important for them to hear that, too, as a reminder that, I mean, this shit's no joke. You could think that you have everything under control and then out of nowhere you're with some friends or something. And then next thing you know, you're hitting a bottle. I hear about that type of shit happening all the time. And it's like, I wasn't even thinking and it just happened so fast. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a, I, I didn't have yeah, tons of years, but you know, I had three years and then I just told myself, you know, uh, I was like, maybe I was just young. Maybe I didn't know. Maybe I can. And next thing you know, I'm living a fucking shed in the woods for six months. Yeah. So, so what, you know, most most of our fans, none of our fans would know this. Um, I was in rehab and I was sober for a couple of years when I was a lot younger, before the band. I, I started using at a really young age. And uh, and I had put together a couple of years of sobriety was working a program and all that. And, uh, and then same thing, dude, just like you, I was like, well, I'm so young. Like maybe I can just drink and party normally. And so I, I, I threw it all away and I started using again. And, and then I, I was in a band touring. So it was like, now, now I had this excuse like, mm. Oh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like I'm supposed to do this. Yeah. I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing this. Um, and it's just, you know, like, I just, I, did that. I used to, I used to not be able to, I was like, I can't do a podcast if I'm not drunk or high. Like I gotta be goofy. I gotta be the guy, you know, dude, same here. Anything. I was like, I, I just, I can't talk to people without having a few drinks with me. Little did I know I have way more meaningful conversations when I'm sober. <laughs> right. It's crazy, you know, man. I, st I still get like a little fear, you know, like before coming on here, I was like, oh, shit, what are we going to talk about? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was, I mean, I was, uh, I got this, I don't know if you saw it, but I have this little uh, overlay, I throw up while I'm waiting on the guests to come. It says the show will begin soon. Steven's probably waiting for all the guests to show up or smoking one last cigarette like the inconsiderate bastard he is. And uh, dude, I was outside chain smoking up till time to be here. We're normal uh, guys too. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but like I haven't done this in six months. I've been like, waiting. Plus, I've given the show a whole facelift. If you're just listening, uh, check us out on YouTube. I got all sorts of pretty stuff on it now. I've literally spent all week barely slept for like a minute and a half of finished videos. <laughs> That's and they're sick. not even that great, but I did it all on free apps on my phone. So uh, whatever. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to check this out. Let us let me turn the tables on you guys real quick. How long have you guys been doing this? Is this really episode 200? This is episode 200. Sick. I started this show uh, back in December of 2018. I wasn't there. Oh, you, you, you won't? No, and he picked me up along the way joined me last year yeah, it was last year because uh i won the belt and you wanted me there <laughs> yeah um we used to it's actually uh speaking of it's funny uh diamonds and i met each other on another podcast uh where we were often pit against each other in drinking competitions Steel reserves. Where we would drink like eight or nine steel reserves a piece. I, I did. Oh. You couldn't keep up. Dude, I'd get to eight and then I'd freaking die. My soul would leave my Dude, body. Dude, I was I... filling the cans up with water. Oh. <laughs> Were you really? I no, I like to make him feel better about himself. <laughs> Come on. Dude, steel reserve. Oh, God. That's, just... That's the whole show. It was called The Steel Cast. Holy yeah. shit. It was rough. I love it, dude. I love, you know, I was supposed to go on and do a podcast. It was a beer. It was like a beer and hot sauce podcast uh, right before I went into treatment. And then literally, it was the day that I like went into rehab. And in my head, I was like, oh, shit, I guess I can't do that fucking beer podcast now. Right. Like, 
we um when i was in the when i was in the rehab i snuck i snuck away and uh was like sitting out in the woods on my phone watching the uh, Seth and Willie Fred Steele cast just to check in <laughs> on the boys. <laughs> I was like, I can't be a part of this anymore, but I can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, you know, they've taken a break while one of their hosts uh, goes and chases politics. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, now I'm like their sober judge. They're like, we need somebody that needs to be able to count higher than four <laughs> well we did the cardboard cutout for the last few months yeah the cardboard corner uh oh, that's the it. past few months we've done like little 10 minute episodes that nobody watched but we did it just to keep my sanity you know what's the cardboard corner it was it was an idea it was like a mini podcast just 10 minutes long it and it was homeless. called the cardboard corner <laughs> because i was homeless when we started it <laughs> uh back in sep back in october it's all um, i ended up living out of my car for a bit that's right yeah when we first first met that's right i forgot you were going through through some shit like that yeah and i was in a homeless shelter for a bit and that's why we've been without podcast is because i've been without internet since september and i got it set up monday thank you mike muley of sweet beef uh, for footing the bill for that but uh you know um i'm just so glad to be back to this man Me it's too. like you know i uh when i quit drinking i just upped the podcasting to ridiculous amounts of episodes and that's how i uh that was my you know substitute or whatever it's a healthy substitute mm-hmm. i get to and the thing is, you know, uh, I mentioned this all the time. I have really bad anxiety, but when I'm on the show, I can talk to anybody. I love it. That's neat, man. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like I always got to like replace one thing for another, you know? Um, that's why in like in treatment, man, I've, I've always smoked cigarettes, but, and drank coffee, but it was like fucking chain smoking, fucking five cups of coffee in the morning before like 5 a.m. is oh crazy. yeah and then even still now i just i drink coffee all fucking day long and chain smoke and yeah i get eat, that man i eat more than ever now food man freaking postmates dude so they, good. and then postmates is funny because i justify it in my head all, all the time and i'm like well yeah I, that's really lazy, but I'm helping someone else have a job. <laughs> so oh, bless you. <laughs> so considerate. Dude, I uh, I was door dashing for a while there, so I appreciate you keeping us in business. That's what I'm saying. Dude, it gets, fries on the way. It gets crazy when the whole band, when like, like we're down doing a photo shoot or something, and everyone, we're all staying at like an Airbnb together. Postmates and, and Uber Eats and all the food services are like constantly showing up and dropping stuff <laughs> off. We're like, oh, who got this? Who got that? It's like insane. Like the neighbors are probably like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? But, it's like I used to work Domino's a few years back and I'd show up to a, a place every now and then like, not like, well, occasionally like a party, but usually it's like work break rooms or whatever. And like it'd be me with my Domino stuff, and then somebody else with uh, Papa John shows up. I'm like, are we supposed to fight over who gets the tip? Or <laughs> one time, I, I uh, when we were recording this last this this last album, I used a we were in Portland, and I used a weed delivery service, and I ordered Uber Eats, and somehow it was like the dream that get timed out perfect. I went down to get my food and then the weed showed up and then the guys like met each other they're like oh hey <laughs> it was sick That's so, funny. <laughs> so sadly uh you know we only have well i was gonna say something mean but i shouldn't say that you know what 
fuck everybody. I'm going to say it. I was going to say our viewers don't have that long of an attention span. So <laughs> we should probably wrap this up. Well, <laughs> dude, and to be fair, it's not your viewers. It's just no, it's, people. It's me too. I don't want to edit this long either. <laughs> Dude, I know. When I go see movies now, and I'm like, oh, God, this thing's almost two hours. This is too fucking long. I, saw Dude, I don't watch TV anymore. Like, my ADD is so bad, I can't watch TV. I, I try. I, You know, I did finally start that show, Yellowstone. Everyone's like, you got to watch it. It's pretty cool. Like, I still, I'm still behind on Star Wars. I ain't watched any of the uh, Marvel shows except for Loki. Oh, I have dude. so much to catch up on. The Book of Boba Fett was so good. I love but the Star Wars so, shows. I still got to I'm only in the second episode of it. Of Boba Fett? Or yeah, Boba did Fett. you watch Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obi Wan's um, coming. That'll be good. I saw that, dude. Hell, yeah. That's exciting. So, one last... Uh, question before we go here um and keep in mind when i ask this this episode actually no never mind i'm going to release it today so, or tomorrow morning so uh never mind i was going to say tuesday i usually do it on tuesdays but i'm so excited to be back man i did but either way um and you can 100 say no comment, but uh, there's quite a rumor mill going on right now about Dance Gavin Dance. That something might be happening. Do you have any comment on the situation? Ooh, well, that's a tricky question for me to answer. That's why I said you can say no comment. If you catch my drift. Mm -hmm. So I'll leave it with if we didn't have anything going on, I'd probably just give a plain no. So, mm -hmm. and I kept, uh, you know, um, last question, and then uh, then we'll wrap this up. You know, I I hate asking questions that have been asked on other podcasts, but uh, I just had to. I can't not, I can't pass up this opportunity. Who the fuck is Gavin and why must he dance? Oh, no! it's